The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Um, Today, I was going to have a show with a guest in the interview, but I'm going to shift, and I'm doing a show where basically I'm going to be talking about believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Now, I'm not taking this information out of a vacuum. I'm going to be taking some information from some various sources, one of which is Believe Your, the book Believe Yourself by Joseph Murphy. And I like this book and some of the other stuff I'll be using later in the show to explain to people why it's important to believe in yourself and um, and using some of Joseph Murphy's ideas. And I'm a big fan of Joseph Murphy, big, big fan of Joseph Murphy, who's most uh, well-known for the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, which is a new thought, self-help classic. Anyway, so why why should you believe in yourself? First of all, the word believe or belief, belief just means something you accept is true. But in this context, believe in yourself means, you know, have confidence, have faith, uh, accept that it's, accept your own possibilities. 
many times folks are looking for people to believe in them before they believe in themselves. It's easy to say, I just want somebody to believe in me. And that's authentic and true. And I get that. And I can see why at times that can be necessary depending on where you are. However, to ask someone to do something for you that you're unwilling to do for yourself is really challenging. We have to get to the point where we understand that if I want somebody to believe in me, I have to first believe in myself, in my own capabilities. Now, having somebody believe in you when you're on the fence but you still are going forward can make a large difference in your life. I'm not going to diminish or discount that fact. But that still requires you to have, quote unquote, skin in the game. You have to put your own skin, quote unquote, in the game. You have to put your own faith, your own confidence, your own thought, your own feelings, your own words, your own actions, your own reactions in the game the game of whatever it is that you're seeking to achieve you can't diminish this this is so important it's unreal you have to have skin in the game it's important for you to understand that people can come to support your position They can come and help you promote your position. They can help you enhance your position. But it has to be your position. Because you have to be the leader when it comes to your own ambitions and dreams. Now, here's the thing that's interesting about self-confidence. And self-esteem. As uh, Jack Canfield talks about many times uh, in the book, uh, The Success Principles, people have different concepts about having self-confidence and a healthy self-image. He mentions about a university that did a study that stated that one only one out of three people have a true healthy self-image and healthy self-esteem. What does that mean? They believe in themselves. They think highly of themselves. They believe in their own capabilities. One in three. So that means if you're in a room and it's three people, two of the people in that room are wrestling with self-esteem and self-image Issues, potentially. If you have a room of 300, 200 are. I really want you to get that. If there's 3 million people in the room, 2 million are wrestling with self-image. 
and self-esteem issues. Maybe the reason why we don't try to achieve the things that we believe are in our hearts is because of our belief system that doesn't believe in our own capabilities, that we're afraid to look bad, that we're afraid to fail. But one of the things that every highly successful person has learned is that you have to fail forward. You have to fail forward. When you fail forward, you get the lesson. When you fail forward, you get the blessing. When you fail forward, you 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 learn the ways that you need to learn to move and navigate in that space so you don't make those mistakes again. Versus intimidating yourself before you even try based upon your belief system. You really want that to land. Intimidating yourself. So, for instance, um, when I was a kid, I was one of those families that loved to swim. And I just liked to play in the water. And, you know, being a kid that was, you know, born in the 70s, uh, sometimes enlightening, enlightenment hadn't hit all the parents and how they trained their kids to do stuff. My dad would just throw us in the pool. Come on, throw us in the pool. And I didn't react well to that type of stuff. You know, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not whatever. I had to learn how to swim later, even though all my brothers were, you know, like fishing the sea. I didn't respond to that because the negative experience created a belief of the deep water. So seeing the pool and and shifting the pool from something that was fun to something that would, could be potentially stressful based upon the misguided attempts and how I was supposed to learn how to swim created a belief system in me that created something that didn't need to happen being. And as I got a little older in my teen years, I knew I needed to address that. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to work on this on my own till I can swim and swim well. So now, you know, I I'm still can't swim like my brothers, but I'm not going to drown if I fall off the boat in the lake. The point is, it's not a negative experience. You have to challenge the beliefs through action. Hear me. You have to challenge the beliefs through action. So you actually have to get in the water. You have to float. You have to paddle. You have to hold your breath. You have to, et cetera. And when you're dealing with situations and circumstances where you don't want to have those tough conversations, you got to pick up the phone. And have it. Well, I'll just wait until I can talk to the person in person. Well, that might be three or four days that you're playing a scenario out in your brain instead of just picking up the phone and having a conversation. Well, it might be a situation where you're saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do to get this health together. Well, it might look something like, you know what? The first thing I need to do is, first of all, acknowledge that I got this pain going on in my body. Let me get up and find out what I'm dealing with. Let me go to make this doctor's appointment. And, and get in there now. Okay, now I got this stuff, other stuff. Now I'm dealing with it. You know what? Now let me look at my alternatives. I have. I'm a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. Let me make sure that I'm studying the laws of spiritual healing. 
making sure I know who I am spiritually. Let me make sure that um, that that I'm following uh, good rules of diet. Let me make sure that I can go get one of those ten dollar memberships at a gym and walk on a treadmill, or take one of them, uh, take a yoga class, or you know, aerobic class, or uh, you know, or get a personal trainer or whatever. Many of which, you know, again, many of these gyms now selling gym memberships for ten dollars a month. My point is, you start to look at your alternatives. How can I give vitamins and supplements? What can I need to do? Whatever. But until you shift your belief from disempowerment to empowerment, you're just playing with it in your head in a way that's not beneficial. You can play with a concept in your head, but if you're going to play with a concept in your head, it should be enhancing you. It should be boosting you. It should be reaffirming your wholeness, not drilling down on a problem to make it deeper. If you drill down into a problem, it's to expose it and eliminate it. Because if you can eliminate it in your mind and then take action, now you're in your power. Believe in yourself. I haven't gotten to the Joseph Murphy book yet, but I'm going to roll with this train of thought that I have right now. Dealing with the anger, dealing with the fear, dealing with the anxiety, dealing with the frustration, dealing with the unknown will come about from your shift in paradigm that always says that you are a powerful spiritual being who can take action. Jesus is a good example of this without getting into the deep metaphysics of and mysticism of the story. Jesus is out teaching uh, according to the synoptic gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Synoptic means to see the same way. According to the synoptic gospels, Jesus was teaching out in the, um, in the wilderness desert area. And um, after a while, he noticed that the people he had been teaching so long, the people were following him and they wouldn't go home. They were like, wherever he went, they went. And he was like, these people have been out here a long time. They need to eat. So he told his disciples, get them some food. He said, Jesus, where are we going to get food? The disciples like, you know, you know, to use my terminology, we're way away from the next town. How are we going to feed these people? And Jesus was like, feed them. Now, according to the story, Jesus had the people, you know, they found a little boy, five loaves and two fish. And he, he told the people to sit down. He blessed it. He multiplied it, et cetera. And that's a lot of mysticism and metaphysics in that that I'm not about to go over right now. That's not the point. The point is, don't see lack just because that's what people are trying to present to you. Believe in yourself. Don't don't see the don't see limit limitations on your possibilities. That's just because that's what the world is saying is your only options. As a powerful spiritual thinker, you have to create new options. Believe in yourself. Think about that. You have to create new options, options that did not exist before. Now, I'm a big believer that creating new options that didn't exist before is the way of the human being. That's why we have technology. I told my class last night that um, 
25 years from now, whatever version of the iPhone that comes out will make our iPhones look like Etch-a-Sketch. It really will. Just like the concept of dialing zero in, 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 or uh, going to an operator who will say, okay, you, you want Joe Brown in town? And they just dial the Joe Brown is number 14 on the phone line, click in 14, and it connects you to Joe Brown. We're so far away from that, it's unreal. But I can remember calling zero and getting an operator as a little boy. I can remember the days before call waiting. I can remember learning my grandparents' phone number on the rotary phone, and and the first uh, three numbers were the first were connected to their last name. So they were steward. The first three numbers um, letters were ST3 or ST something. Well, anyway, it was ST, the first two. So they used to connect a person's phone number or part of the phone number to people's last names. But it is the way of the human being to create something or create options or create possibilities that didn't exist before. That didn't exist. When's the last time you saw somebody with a beeper? It is the way of the human being to create something that didn't that never existed before. Growing up, I can remember, you know, and, and why am I saying believe in yourself and I'm using technology? Because I want you to see just how fast life moves. People are creating new options all the time, new and better ways of doing things. You can do that too. That same power is in you. When I was a kid and and I would be in the car with my, you know, mom or dad or whatever, or uncles, and they're playing the eight track of Rick, of Rick James. And I wanted to hear busting out. Or, you know, one of them other, you know, uh, Rick James jams or the Gap Band on the eight track. On the eight track, you would have to let it play all the way through the album and recycle all the way back. There was no such thing as rewind. You cannot rewind an A-track. So when your song played, you had to listen to the whole album over again. And then somebody came up with this brilliant concept called a cassette. Now, everybody had LPs at home with the needle where you can play and play your songs that you need. But if you want them to be mobile, you had to have an A-track. And then somebody thought of cassette. Cassettes. And then somebody thought of cassettes that you can record what you're listening to on the radio. And then somebody came out with CDs. Cassettes and CDs, they had a long run. But then somebody came out to MP3, where we can download to our devices. So instead of having, I can remember walking to work with my as a teenager with my cassette player and my and my and my case of tapes. Cassette tapes. And then shifting to that to being at functions with my CD player and my bag of CDs. And then now I can have thousands of different listening options and video options and Netflix and Amazon Prime and Comcast and YouTube. 
on my phone and, and the whole World Wide Web on my phone right now, and I can access almost anything I want to watch or see, either free or with minimal cost. Because it is the way of the human being to create things, create opportunities, create possibilities, and create options that never existed before. And you can do that for your own life. You can take your life from a rotary phone to an iPhone. You can take your life from an 8-track to an MP3, you can take your life from a horse and buggy to a modern vehicle with your thinking. So it is time for our first break. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to unity.org and click on Publications. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, before we get started, uh, I mean, continue with Believe in Yourself. Um, I want to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm, click on the Donate or Giving button, and help support this online ministry. So we can take continue taking this message around the world. I also want to let you know that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Please go on the show. Give it a five-star review. Give it a positive uh, um, comment on your review so it can help the algorithms on Facebook promote the show. More pe- The more people like it, the more people are commenting, the more people see it. 
It's just the way it works. Uh, this show is also on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher is an Android app. Please go on, give it a five-star rating. Uh, give it uh, a positive review. So again, it can help the algorithms do what it, do what it does. So, uh, want to make sure that I get that out as quickly and as swiftly as possible. So, um, again, I'm talking about believe in yourself. And now I want to read from the book that Joseph Murphy wrote called Believe in Yourself. And I'm not reading a lot out of this book, but I, it's a couple of quotes that I think are really powerful. One of which is on page two where he, he uh, quotes a gentleman who wrote, it is just as easy to imagine yourself successful as it is to imagine failure and far more interesting. I'm going to read it again. It is just as easy to imagine yourself successful as it is to imagine failure and far more interesting. We have to be careful that we're not imagining ourselves in failure. We have to be really careful. We can't even give ground on the truth of our being, which is I am the individualized expression of the one intelligence, one presence, one power that we call God. Therefore, my ability to succeed is within me as my true nature. Believe in yourself. I think one of the things that new thought does well, even when we don't necessarily acknowledge it, I think we do a lot of things well, but I think one of the things in particular that we do well is help people develop a healthy and holistic view of themselves. That's important. Many religious beliefs, religious philosophies, religions or theological positions when it comes to humanity start from the premise of what's wrong with us. You know, from the Christian fundamentalist Christian and, uh, and, uh, Catholic brand or Catholicism brand of Christianity that starts from the premise that every human being is born in sin. And, Without the uh, Jesus, without accepting the sacrifice, sacrificial death of Jesus, you headed straight to hell, period, which I've already talked about on the show many times about how if you were born in Australia in 450 A.D. or Brazil in 670 A.D. or Peru in 1012 A.D. or Okinawa in 1312 AD or you are an Eskimo in what we now call Alaska in 1412 AD and never heard of a Jesus, never heard of the God of Israel, never heard of a Bible, never heard of sacrificial atonement, never heard of any of those things. Why are those people who have had no benefit of the, of the message, no benefit of the information, no benefit of the choice of salvation, why would these people be condemned to hell forever? Either God's plan 
is warped or because it's ineffective in how it got to people, took centuries to get to people, or we need to reevaluate it. Or that concept of God is barbaric and not worthy of the most high. So you get to choose. I choose that we need to reevaluate the position. Now, um, my point is new thought starts from the premise that something is right about you. Something is right about you. Something is right about you, and you don't need a, a, a preacher, a minister, a guru, a prophet, a priest, or anybody else to be a go-between between you and God. Something's right about you. Something's whole about you. You just don't know it. That's why we say the primary cause of suffering is forgetfulness of our divine nature as spiritual beings with dominion over our thoughts and feelings. There's something right about you. That's what I want everybody to understand about new thought. We start from the premise. We start from the position that there's absolutely something wonderful and right about you. And you don't know it. And that, therefore, you're not expressing it to its full capability. If you can accept it. I really want that to land. So, back to the book. In this book, the first chapter, he speaks about Joseph, the son of Jacob. And he wrote about Joseph being a dreamer. He wrote, Joseph is a dreamer and a dreamer of dreams. This means he has visions, images, and ideals in his mind. And he knows that there is a creative power that responds to his mental pictures. The mental images we hold are developed in feeling. Mm. So he's saying that Joseph symbolizes the dreamer, the dreamer who has visions, images, and ideals in mind, but also knows that there's a creative power that responds to those visions, images, and ideals, otherwise known as mental pictures. And we develop the mental pictures or the images and feelings, just like you have a photographer who takes the picture, but then he takes them to the dark room to develop. Where we develop the images in mind and feeling. In other words, Reverend Ike would say feeling gets the blessing. He says it this way. He says uh, that Thomas Troward, a teacher of mental science, Thomas Troward, deep dude, by the way said, feeling is the law, and the law is the feeling. Feeling is the law, and the law is the feeling. So if you have images in your mind about your good, but you feel uh, less than, you feel that you aren't worthy, you feel that other people in other situations and circumstances can interfere with your blessing, then you're not in alignment with yourself. Your thinking and your thinking and feeling have to be in integrity with that which you receive as the dream or vision or the image. Your thinking and feeling have to be in integrity with your true spiritual nature. That's what I'm saying. So the author Joseph Murphy goes on to say, feeling is the fountainhead of power. Feeling is the fountainhead of power. 
We must charge our mental pictures with feelings in order to get results. Now, why? Now, let's take this back. The name of the book is Believe in Yourself. And what I'm talking about is Believe in Yourself. So Joseph Murphy is saying, how do you learn how to believe in yourself? You have to charge your mental pictures with feeling. Because when you believe something, you have emotion. You have feeling attached to it. People just don't believe random stuff. You believe it for a reason. Even if your reason is ridiculous, you still believe it for a reason. So when you believe it for a reason, that reason becomes your truth, not the truth, your truth. Here's what's beautiful about the mind. If you believe it with the feeling, if you're charging your mental pictures with feeling, then when the results start happening, that's just divine law in motion. Without getting into the right and wrong, because it, uh, the person I'm about to mention is is, is considered controversial in some theological circles. Uh, Reverend um, Leroy Thompson, who I have no issue with, by the way, I'm just using him as an example. You know, he has critics. He deci- he decided a long time ago, after after teaching the rugged cross for so many years, that. A revelation came to him that I would never be broke again another day in my life. And he started to teach money comics. Now, he's a Pentecostal preacher who, by the way, I've literally heard preach Charles Fillmore's book, Prosperity. Didn't quote Fillmore, but he used it anyway, which is great because somebody got to use this stuff and make it work. And when he preachers or presents anywhere, people just get up and give him money. He never asked for it. Thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, money cometh. And if I didn't know someone who invited him to his church and that situation and scenario actually happened, I wouldn't really believe it. I would think, okay, is this set up? Is this phony? But I know somebody who I trust very well who invited him years ago to his church, and that very thing happened, and it blew his mind. Because they put at the man's feet more money than any offering they had ever collected in the history of that church. How does that happen? Joseph Murphy gives us the clue. Feeling is the fountainhead of power. We must charge our mental pictures with feeling in order to get results. So, I'll never be broke another day of my life. Money cometh is not only what he sees, it's what he believes, and that's what he's charged with strong feeling, strong conviction. And here's the key. The belief is the activator of faith. So when you believe in something really strongly, you activate the power of faith to bring it into your experience. What do you believe so strongly that it almost works on automatic? So I don't believe anything that strongly. Well, okay. Why? Are you scared? Are you indifferent? Have you become resigned 
that things won't change or won't make a difference? Are you a procrastinator? You just don't put the work in. Are you lazy? Yeah, I know these aren't necessarily positive statements that I'm saying, but, you know, I can be lazy, so I can call folks lazy. I know what it means to be lazy, to sit on the couch and know you're supposed to be doing something and not doing it. No, you're supposed to be doing your meditation work and not doing it. No, you're supposed to be doing your study work and not doing it. No, you're supposed to be doing your preparation and not doing it. That's procrastination. That's laziness. But it also sets up the seed in mind to to that disrupts what you're trying to create in your life because if you because it takes discipline, mental discipline. And all discipline is mental when it's all said and done. It takes discipline to keep your mind where you want it to be. And to be consistent with your prayer work, be consistent with your study, be consistent with your meditation, be consistent with your visualization, be consistent with your image book, vision boards, or treasure maps, whatever version of that you use, to be consistent with uh, your practices, whatever they are, whatever they are. So I'm going to use a word or two words that aren't used enough, in my opinion, in New Thought. Willpower. Willpower. You have to eventually get to the place where you will yourself to go in a particular direction. Charles Fillmore said that will is the executive faculty or executive power of the mind. Executive means decision maker. That is an aspect of your mind that decides this is where we're going and this is why. And Charles Fillmore's unity Charles Myrtle Fillmore's unity brand of new thought, which is based around Jesus and the 12 disciples, symbolizing Jesus as the Christ consciousness or Christ mind, and the, the 12 disciples symbolizing 12 spiritual gifts or faculties. Will is one of the 12. And every time people teach, not every time, let me restate that. Many times when people teach will, they only teach it from will means not my will, your will be done, God. They only teach the surrendering of the will, not the disciplining of the will to say there are times when the will has to be focused on this is where we're going and this is why we're doing it. When you know you need to get up and get to the gym and, and put that bag of Doritos and donuts down, it takes willpower. When you're down in the dumps and depressed and 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 and, and want to use a uh, uh, different type of stimuli to to make the pain go away, you try to drink it away, drug it away, sex it away, put yourself in harm's way to to make the feeling go away. It takes willpower to put your mind and feelings on the right track so your actions will be on the right track yes there is a surrendering of the will yes there's a willingness that goes along with spiritual nature 
And I'm not talking about willfulness where you're trying to make stuff happen against the whatever. But sometimes it's necessary to use willpower to go to push against the storm of your own habits. So, you know, to use the analogy, if there's a if you're trying to walk through a storm, it's raining, it's windy and you're trying to get from one point to another. It takes some intention to get from to where you want to go. So when life is trending towards a different type of direction, you have to be able to plant your feet and walk forward. And you have to plant your mind and press through the thoughts, the beliefs, the emotions, and your story to your truth. That takes willpower. I'm looking at the clock and it looks like it's time to take the second break. So let's go ahead and take this second break and I'll be right back with Truth Transforms. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly listen to funniest thing with daryl and ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things join the discussion with daryl and ed live every wednesday at 5 p.m central time on funniest thing only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Uh, To the live listeners, I apologize for the um, minor hiccups we've been having lately, working on some systems upgrades etc and um you know working through the kinks so i apologize for that and uh we'll get it right so um back to the book believe in yourself um so he talked about joseph again talking using joseph as a um as an archetype, as a symbol of the dreamer within us. And he wrote on page three, we're told Joseph dreamed a dream and told it to his brethren and they hated him. Perhaps as you read this, you have a dream, an idea, a plan or purpose that you would like to accomplish. 
To hate is to reject in Bible language. The thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and opinions in your mind are the brethren that challenge you, belittle your dream, and say to you, you can't. It's, it is impossible. Forget it. So we're many times looking for the outer hater. But it's the inner hater that gets us because the outer hater only shows up to validate the inner hater because you have critics and haters that show up from the outside and there are no real correspondence on the inside. You dismiss them and keep on moving. But if they can connect with something within your own soul, oh, man, they got you. So. Recognize that. That. It is your own thoughts, your own beliefs. It's your own opinions. In your own mind, it's your own story that opposes the dream, that opposes the ideal, that opposes the plan that God has placed in your soul. You're wrestling with yourself. And this is why you have to believe in yourself. All right? So. Let's look at it from the standpoint of recognizing that we can handle many of these things by believing in ourselves. He goes on to say, the way to handle your handle the opposition in your mind is to detach your attention from sense evidence and the appearance of things and begin to think clearly with interest about your goal or objective. When your mind is engaged on your goal or objective, you are using the creative law of mind and it will come to pass. So he's saying, pull your attention, pull your thoughts, pull your feelings, feelings off of what he's calling sense evidence, what the five senses are telling you what's possible. And the appearance of things, not only what's happening, but your beliefs around them. And think clearly. Now, I can't emphasize think clearly enough. Sometimes we don't even know what it means to think clearly. To think clearly. what To think critically. To think holistically. To think objectively or as objectively as possible or as objective as possible rather excuse me most of the time we are thinking based upon our stories our experiences and i'm saying that those things can be valuable at times but most of the time when somebody says think clearly they're asking you to take a wider more panoramic viewpoint So you can see all of the information and then work with your intuitive spiritual nature to be able to make the best choices. This is what makes a good leader. A good leader has to learn how to think clearly, not just think about themselves, not just think about what they like versus what they don't like, but what's best in this situation. And if they're a leader, What's best for my people? 
not just my segment or my section, or how does my section or segment affect a larger body? Say, for instance, you're at a job and you're over a department. You can't make decisions only about your department. You have to make decisions based upon the understanding that your choices will affect the larger body. So if you aren't believing in your ability to think clearly, if you're stuck in the evidence, if you're stuck in the appearances, then you can't think clearly. And when you can't think clearly, you close possibility. The infinite potential of God that is within you can't be utilized properly because you're stuck in the mess. You have to rise above it. According to the story that I told earlier about Jesus feeding the 5,000, it says that he looked up to heaven. That's metaphorical. That means he looked away from the appearance and he looked toward the spiritual ideal. We have to lift our eyes or our perception above the appearance to the potential and the possibilities that are all or possibilities that are always in God. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your thinking. Lift up your perception. And believe in your self. One last point. He quotes when uh, Joseph told his brothers and father uh, and mother uh, about. Actually, father. Yeah, yeah all of them about his um, dream. He said, lo, my sheaf arose and also stood up right. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made uh, a, a, basically they were obedient to his sheaf or they bowed. He says, lift your ideal or desire up in consciousness, exalt it, commit yourself wholeheartedly to it, praise it. Give your attention, love, and devotion to your ideal. And as you continue to do so, all fearful thoughts, all fearful thoughts will bow to your exalted state of mind. That is, they will lose their power and disappear from the mind. So you have to make the ideal in your mind strong by putting your attention, your focus, your will, on it. So, as you learn how to believe in yourself, you'll believe in what God gives you to do. And that's important. As you learn to believe in yourself, praise it, praise the idea. You want health, praise life in your body. You want more money? Stop praising the abundance that you have. Take your checkbook, even if there's nothing in your bank account, and stop blessing the checkbook. Put it in your hand, literally. Just bless it every day. Bless the wallet. Well, it doesn't make the, If you have any level of physical money, take the money out and just start blessing it. Take the debit card and bless it. Take your wallet, a purse, and bless it. How often? I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Do it every day. Do it multiple times a day. What are you doing? You're shifting your consciousness. Go to your closet and bless your clothes. 
Go to touch the refrigerator and bless the refrigerator and the food in it. Want a new car? Bless the car that you currently have. Talk to it and bless it. Thank God for the money to get it with the ease and speed of spirit. Bless it. Praise it. Lift it up. That's what he's saying. When you understand how to do that, you can make it work. You can make it work. I'll give you one more quick quote. Through your uh, page four, through your faculty to imagine the end result, you have control over any circumstance or condition. If you wish to bring about the realization of any wish, desire, or idea, form a mental picture of fulfillment in your mind. Constantly imagine the reality of your desire. In this way, you will actually compel it into being. What you imagine is true already exists in the next dimension of mind. And if you remain faithful to your ideal, it will one day objectify itself. The master architect within you will project on the screen of visibility what you impress on your mind. So believe in yourself and believe that you have the power to bring your dreams into manifestation. Don't be lazy. Stop procrastinating. Discipline yourself. Be in integrity with your own word. If you're going to get up at a certain time, get up. Don't hit the snooze button three times. That's teaching yourself not to be in integrity with yourself. When you tell somebody you're going to do something, do it. And if you can't do it, touch base with them and figure out a way to get get it done or shift it or whatever. But don't leave stuff hanging. Get to places on time. Why am I saying all of these things? Because when you don't, it dilutes the discipline of your mind. All of those things matter. Do what you say you're going to do. When you go, when you say you're going to do them. If you're going to the gym at 6 o'clock, be at the gym at 6 o'clock. Your mind has to learn how to trust you. Believe in yourself. So this is the end of the show. It's time to go. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. You can choose to focus on what you perceive as lacking in your life or you can change your outlook. You can become wise to wonderful ways of playing the game of life. Count your blessings. Instead of focusing on what you believe is missing, let yourself become aware of how truly blessed you already are. This is the way to build an attitude of gratitude. Give thanks for all of the abundance you're presently enjoying and for the abundance of every good thing that's on its way to you. Everything you need to be happy is already within you, waiting to be discovered. 
Unlimited happiness and fulfillment can be yours. Unlock the door to undiscovered treasure by building an attitude of gratitude. This law of life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 